0: Father, we thank You for Your Word. Um, Lord, it's, it's awesome. Lord, and I know, Lord, that You have to gain a love for Your Word. I used to dislike it tremendously. Lord, just it felt like, uh, I don't know, like a bunch of duty. Or I'd read it and feel like everything I saw in it, I was falling short in. So it was depressing. Lord, but I thank You that in the light of Christ, Lord, the Word can inspire me. That it's, um, it's food and it's fuel, Lord, and I, I want lots of fuel so I can make long, long runs and take big trips, Lord, and do good things by your power. And I pray that you'd shine the light in my soul and in each person here, Lord, as they seek you. And if they don't know you, I pray you'd increase the desire for knowing you. Lord, you know our lives with the little details that we're dealing with, our trials and Lord the paths to victory and I pray that you take us down those successful runs that we know how to get there. Lord so wherever people are meet us where we are. We don't want to pretend we're any further down the road. We don't want to pretend we're somewhere else down the road or not quite on the road. You know exactly who we are. We need to be ourselves. Draw us close to you. Thank you for your grace and power. Make your scriptures come to life. Bless our family, bless our businesses, bless our resources, bless our time, our talents, and our treasures. In Jesus' name. If you agree, can you say amen? Amen. Amen. God is good, huh? Chase mentioned about the youth having a passion for the Lord, and I love their theme, All In, and how important it is uh, to be All In. And I'm reminded of how many times I invite people to church or invite them to the Lord and they, they don't sometimes uh, see the importance of it, but you know what we do with our time and talents and treasures before the Lord matters to God He, he sees he sees the little things and um, It's 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 just important. I just want you to know that It doesn't really matter if everyone else sees it There's a lot of scriptures that talk about don't worry if your deeds are seen by men, you know But it's important that you know that they're seen by the by the father that he knows it and Thank God that our weaknesses are covered in the blood of Christ. That He paid for our weaknesses. You, you recognize that He saw you. He saw your weaknesses. He saw your flaws, your sins. And He paid for them. He paid for them. He took care of the bill. I know this because my daughter's getting married in a week. And I know I'm so excited. Uh, you know, it's it's awesome. You know. Uh, you just look at uh, the relationship i thank god that for my relationship with my kids and how much i love them it's exciting watching them go on on the journey and god has great things for them it reminds me how much the lord wants us to be blessed and draws us close to him let the lord care about you okay some of you guys aren't used to that you're just not used to it you're not used to the lord loving you like he does and we spend time repelling the affection of the Father, because we're just not familiar with His love, and you can't imagine it that deep. You're just used to disappointment. But I want to encourage you. Let the let the Lord, Lord's love enter into your soul today. Amen. 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 Everybody, hear me. Amen. I I, I, don't, I don't want loud. I just I just want to know that you really heard me. Amen. God, Amen. let let the Lord love on you. Let Him love on you. Amen. Amen. Okay, Father, I thank you. Make this scripture come to life. Amen. Okay, here we go. Amen? 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 Amen. Okay, good. Now be quiet. I'm kidding. Amen? All right, these are the three things that we're going to focus on today. I really feel like the Lord brought me to these scriptures. And um, these particular phrases really uh, nutshell it uh, for me. I was struck today, uh, struck this week. I, I was reading through the book of Nehemiah. Actually, I was listening to it. I wasn't reading it. Uh, I was just listening to it, and um, I have it on uh, on my p- podcast or my um, music um, application. And I was just listening to it over and over again. And I I get on the treadmill. You know, at the usually at the beginning, I do like thirty minutes on the treadmill. And a lot of times people are listening to music, and sometimes it's fun to listen to music. But I love listening to the, to the Word while I'm on there. It just makes it go by really fast, and you just, just kind of meditate on it. And, and as it dawned upon me that we as learners in our world today, we learn a lot of stuff, but we don't do as much as we're learning. Do you realize that? Like, like when, Aren't you glad that when Nehemiah was writing, Nehemiah doesn't go... And then I went to Jerusalem and I taught a bunch of people. Or, you know, I heard this thing about the king and then I read the story about it and then I shut it down. I'm Nehemiah. Aren't you glad that Nehemiah just went for it and actually had an adventure? Did you know that our church is called The Adventure for a reason? Because How many know we're on an adventure? How many know that God is doing something new right now? We are in a new season as a church and it's so important that you are reaping, sowing and reaping the right things. Uh, you know, My wife said, said, hey, there's this couple, you know, they're really struggling. I don't think they're, they're putting God first on their finances. Are you going to talk to them? And I told her, I said, you know what? I've talked to them like five, six times. I, I go, it's not going to help. They, they know it. It's like people, some people just won't ever take a step of faith. They'll just stay stuck where they are. They'll think about it. They'll talk about it. They'll pretend they'll role play. It's like fantasizing. Yeah, I think I'm doing this. I'm on this big adventure. But when it all comes down to it, they just end up watching TV. And I don't want to just watch TV. I want to be on TV. How many say amen? Amen. Because this is the three words. Can you say proclaim it? it. That's where you've got to say it. I'm proclaiming it now, by the way. I'm also passing it, but you got to proclaim it. And then you not only need to proclaim it like, like Nehemiah did, where he gathered the people, he got the letter from the king uh, to, to have the authority to do what he needed to do. He, as soon as he got the letter from, author, uh, from authority from the king, which was very difficult, he ended up going right to the governors and leaders of trans-Euphrates, uh, you know, Sambalat, Tobiah, the Ammonite, Geshem, the Arab, you know, the army of Samaria, and all that group. And he right away just confronts them. He puts it to action, and everybody around him starts to see, wow, this guy is following the Lord. And guess what? Everyone is rallied, except for a few, and I'll show those today. But everyone pretty much gets rallied around it, and they, they join the cause, and then they start to gain confidence. They start building this wall and start protecting, which is Nehemiah. It's a story about them building the wall around the center of Jerusalem and the the temple that's right there. It's it's been shattered. The enemies have burned everything to a crisp. And now they're building this wall and they're gaining confidence. And that's why he proclaims it to the people. I'm going to read that today. And then he proves it. He demonstrates it. He He lives it out. I mean, he, he shows and reveals that God is real. And it, have you ever seen that? And I, I've mentioned this before, but I had a, a guy, a real good friend of mine, and every time he would, he would pray to God, he'd put it into action, and I'd see it come to be. He, he's my friend, Ned, from Disney. He's come over here and sh- share. But I, I'd watch him all the time. He'd put it to practice, and then I'd be talking to him, and he'd go, man, I can't believe how the Lord opened this door. And then I'd tell him, hey, this is what happened. The Lord opened the door. And we watch God open doors. And I think, this is the life. Who wants to live the life living in adventure with God? I want to be like Nehemiah. I don't want to be Nehemiah. But I want to live the book of Eric. And I want it to come to life off the pages. And I want to be Nehemiah who takes risks. And, and then as, can be disappointed, but, but he's, he's living in, in a daring, risking life. And uh, when I was listening to that book of Nehemiah over and over again, the Lord, the Lord just reminded me, he goes, what do you notice about this? And I go, that they're doing it. That's what I kept thinking. I kept saying to the Lord, they're doing it. They're doing it. He's doing it. And, and then I just had a picture of the church at large. The church is listening and learning about it but they're not doing it oftentimes. They, they, we have so many things that we learn about and we invest in ourselves. And it's almost like we have our own trading commodity. I, I see it sometimes in the, in the young people at the gym they, they're, they're looking at themselves and they're, they're, you know, they're flexing. They're going, you know, let me check this out. And they're, they're kind of, you know, looking at their muscles and see, you know, or the, or, or the girls, you know, how do I look? You know, does everything look okay? And then they, they measure themselves. They have a worth unto themselves. And then they trade with that commodity because this is what they have. And they, they you know, they use it to smile and, they, you know, they leverage themselves to gain in this world. I encourage you to let that go and let the Lord be your commodity. Let him be your trading commodity. Because I'm telling you, he can leverage so much more than you can and I can. Because he is all powerful. And I love this because Nehemiah is leveraging everything against what the Lord has said when all the people around him the nobles the officials the governors the sub kings from some of the sub areas there uh, uh, from this greater Iran you know they're all there and they've been entrenched for so long and they're against him. and he's even got some doubters inside I mentioned it last time these one whiners like 10 times it says they came to him and they just whine I don't think it's going to work no matter what we do it won't work if we go this way it won't work if we go that way it won't work we've tried every way it won't work and they live like that because when the time comes to put God first in with their time they go no I can't give up time because I need to work a little more or when you have to put their resources first to God they go I don't know I don't know if we'll have enough and stuff you know I better, I better be worried about my kids and listen if you're not putting God first in your finances you better be worried about your kids because you're setting the bad example You you know, I thank God that our kids always saw us putting God first in the resources. And they've always seen that God has always provided for us, no matter what. And there were times where it was tight, but God always took care of us. And it's the same thing, investing your gifts and your talents unto the Lord. Look at Nehemiah. You want to read about it? You want to live it. Do you want to be the story? Do you want to be Nehemiah where he's in the adventure and it's being written down? Nehemiah went to the king and challenged that he could have all this wood and lump timber and an army to help him get it, and he could be killed at any moment. And Nehemiah's going, I'm living it right now. Write it down. Or do you want to be the guy going, tell me the Nehemiah story again, Dad. How old are you? 73. I've been hearing this story for 73 years. You know, I don't want, how many want to live it? Gosh, I, I know you're going to raise your hand, but are you really going to do it? Are you going to step out? Because I'm telling you, you're going to have to risk it. It's just the way that it is. And then you're going to see failure and you're going to see times where just things don't look right. And that's just the way it is. That's how it is with Nehemiah. Do you understand? They went through a 92-year period with Zerubbabel and, boy, I wish he changed his name to like Zebra or something. I don't know. But Zebra and Ezra and Nehemiah. And then next chapter, this next book after Nehemiah, we get into Esther. This is someone, this is a woman who risks it all and saves a nation. man. What would happen when God would fill men and women in this generation that are full of the Spirit of God in Jesus Christ? I really believe that if the whole church would just rise up, we would be a force to be reckoned with. And I'm not talking about for CNN and Fox News, where everybody complains about everything. I'm talking, I don't even watch the news. I'm talking about being the living church. Woo! Baby! Woo! Amen? Listen, trust me, my excitement is way pulled back. I am way more excited than I'm showing. You can't handle the truth. I'm telling you. Listen, Nehemiah is going to be talking about a temple, but I'll say it again. I've said it for the last three weeks. Say it with me. We are the temple of the Lord, He's building a wall around us. Say it's not a Pink Floyd wall. It's, it's a wall of influence to the world. It's a fortification. And What's the a fortification? There's like three guys left, just like real life. That's why Jesus had 12 main disciples. So many times they'd follow him, 5,000 big numbers, and people come in droves, but he only ends up with 12 who really hurt him. And it's like they're just right behind him going, let's go for it. <laughs> I, I remember my my pastor. <laughs> he's so awesome, Stuart. Uh, he go, I go. What do you do? How do you be a Christian? And he goes. He pointed to his closet. and He goes. I spend time in there. And, and he had this big grin on his face. If you know Stu, he's got this big old grin on his face. And I go, really? And he goes, he goes, yeah. And I go, what happened? And he goes, I was with the Lord today. And I could see it. And I'm going, my time with the Lord's not like that. I go, what'd you tell him? <laughs> he goes, I was just with him. I just I sang some worship songs, and then I just was quiet, and I just listened to him. He, he, and he started talking to me. And I go, I want to know the Lord like that. Don't you? Thank God for the Lord. Oh. All right. Let's get right to it. We got some cool stuff. Today's going to be fun. and And next week's going to be really fun. I really wanted to do next week, too, but... I got to be smart, and that doesn't come easy. <laughs> okay, let's get right to it. Okay, let's get into the proclaiming. I want you to see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch a bunch of scriptures through the book all the way through chapter 8, because I think this is a good time, instead of just going the line upon line, I'll co- uh, some of it I've covered, but I'm going to touch it, I'm going to introduce you to kind of see the overall theme. When you're studying history, sometimes it's good to kind of see the big picture and then see where it's going. Nehemiah's been mocked. Trust me, you'll be mocked. You start pursuing the things of God. It won't seem right. It'll seem stupid. Who are these captive Israelites? They've always been in bondage. And that's how it is with us. You've always been addicted. Come on, you'll never get free. You've never been successful. It won't happen this time. You know, Relationships are just meant to be broken. You're just going to live in pain the rest of your life. Gosh. And then, and then all of a sudden you start to see God's blessing and it builds your confidence. And, and you'll start to see that God is actually on your side. And you just go, man, I'm not used to it. I'm not used to it. I don't get it. And Nehemiah gets mocked. And look at this. It says, Tobiah goes, what are they building? Even a fox climbing up would break down their walls of stone. We start to get sambalot. Okay, We start to get Tobiah, the Ammonites, the whole army is lined up. Everybody's mocking. It's like the gates of hell are kind of standing against you saying, you're not going to succeed. You're not going to make it. You're always going to be on on your own. No one really cares. They just smile. They don't care about you. I used to be the most pessimistic person that way. You know, the Jews are weak. They're feeble. They're never going to finish it. They're never going to complete it. And then he makes this statement, Sambalot, or Tobiah, and it's so profound, he doesn't realize it when he says it, but he goes, he goes you're going to climb on it, this fox is going to climb on it, This their little wall of stones. He, he starts to go, you know, you had big boulders that you were making stuff with, but we burned those down. So you know nothing but living stones, little stones. And then it reminds me of Peter. When Peter says, you know what the church is? The church is God using little living stones and putting them together. And out of that, he's going to build his church. And against them, the forces of everything that is evil, everything that is opposed to you, they will not prevail, but the stones will prevail. It's time the stoners win. Amen? Come on, former stoners, raise your hand. Come on. Right? The potheads will rule in the end. Okay? Okay? as they get redeemed by Christ. Amen? Amen. We put down our bongs and pick up our Bible. Right? Amen? Come on, there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, and so we are, Tobiah comes against us and he doesn't realize it. Now, look at the responses. This happens in chapter 2, verse 19, and then chapter 4, it kind of moves up. And then this is the kind of account of of what, uh, how Nehemiah responds. He starts to pray, Lord, protect me. That's the right thing to do. Don't go, don't go horizontal with your help. I need help. Well, let me get resources. Let me get people. Go vertical first. Amen. Get God's help. He asks to pray. He starts to appoint a guard. He says, all right, these guys are attacking us. All of a sudden, these, these Jews that were not mobilized were all of a sudden mobilized. And they started grabbing their swords and their spears, and he starts assigning them direction. You go over here. You go over there. And then he tells the Lord, he says, Lord, he goes, remember their actions. And understand that one of the great things about being a Christian is he says, I remember your deeds no more, your, your wicked deeds. God says he takes our sins and throws them as far as the east is to the west. Blessed is the man whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him, Psalm 32. And then he says, Lord, they have no share in the inheritance. How many know that we have an inheritance by the cross in the Lord? And listen, wherever you are in your, you know, proclaiming, wherever you are in your trust in the Lord, and you go, man, I haven't really trusted the Lord. That's okay. Can everyone say today's a new day? Start today. I'm telling you, God won't hold it against you. You just start today. Don't worry about, don't lament the past. Don't blame everybody else. It was them, it was that, and that's why we couldn't do it, and this and that. Just put all that aside, excuses. Just put it all aside. and Just say, Lord, I'm going to start today. I'm going to walk today. That's what's that. His mercies are new every morning. Can you say good morning? morning. Say the mercies are new today. Who wants to start again? It's a brand new start. Let's start right here. Now, this is where you have to be and I'm doing it right now. Proclaim it. Jesus is the Christ. God's got a control of my life. This is where I closed last week. Look at what he says. After I look things over, this is Nehemiah giving the great assessment. What's going on? These guys are doubting. Our own people are doubting. The officials are doubting. They're mocking us. We're, they're showing contempt. They're ridiculing us. And then he just looks at it and he goes, huh. I looked things over. Finally, I did it. That's it. I stood up and I spoke. Listen, he says, I'm going to speak to the nobles. I'm talking to the officials. Whoever wants to listen, I'm speaking to the rest of the people. And listen to what he says. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of them. Parents, you need to have this talk with your kids. I'm scared of this. Oh, well, you should be. Take this other avenue. No. I was told my kids, I taught my kids to fight from the time they were little how to block, how to defend, because I don't want them just sitting there. Sometimes you need to engage. Amen? Don't be afraid of them. Remember how great I am. Is that what Nehemiah says? No, he says, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord. He's on our side. We are projects of his inheritance. He's giving us an inheritance. Do you understand that the living God, Almighty, has called you into relationship and fellowship with him for out throughout eternity? Forever. This is his calling. This is his vested interest. This is his trade value, his worth. You think Apple has a lot of stock? You ought to see God's portfolio. It's got, the NASDAQ can go up and down, the Dow, whatever you want. It goes up and down, S&P up, 100, 500, future, the Tokyo index. I don't care. God's got more stock power. And he says, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who was great and awesome. And fight. Listen, you need to proclaim it. You also need to prove it. You can't just sit around. He's proclaiming it, but he's transitioning. Listen, remember God. Don't sit out there. Don't be afraid of these guys. Move forward. Fight. And he doesn't say fight for yourself. You know, I I talked to a a young man just the other day, and I was telling him because my daughter's getting married on Saturday, and I, I took her out to dinner, and we were just hanging out, and then I invited a couple of friends. We were just having a good time. And it was, I was so blessed by it, and, and so I know that she was too. And, and I talked to this friend, he goes, hey, he goes, hey man, he goes, uh, he saw me having breakfast with her in the morning at the little country breakfast place. And he said, he goes, yeah, he goes, he goes that's cool, man, you're hanging with your daughter. And I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, my, my, dad, my dad won't hang with me. I go, really? And he goes, no, He's just always busy. I thought, boy. Dad's, I know we get busy. But not that busy. Not that busy. Right? You got to make a living, but you got to you got to have time for your spouse. You got to have time. You got when you're gonna fight, you got to fight for your family. Who gives a mhm about <laughs> your business and all this other stuff? Right? Amen. You know, sometimes you need to say <sniffs> to the woo hoo. Right? <laughs> right? Because you can work and work and work and work and work and work, and then you forget that the Lord brings the increase. Right? And, and so you end up hoarding what you have, what little you have, and it makes you look so small. It's much better to to show that you're connected to this kingdom power, that you see how God has got it all connected together and that God is going to reveal his glory in the end of the age. He's going to reveal himself. And Jesus said, if someone comes to you and says he's out there or he's over there, he goes, no, listen to him. Because trust me, you'll see him. He's in you. And God will manifest himself through our lives in great power. Don't ask me why this is his redemption plan, but I am very glad that it is. I like having the Lord near me and in me at all times. Amen? And I'm glad he doesn't jump in and out and jump in and out as some people preach. You know, like I'm born, that I'm unborn, that I lost my salvation, I have it, I'm reborn, unborn, reborn, unborn. Good grief. What kind of new creation is that? I'm new creation, then I'm not a creation. I'm new creation, now I'm not. Good grief. If it depended on me being saved, then I'm not saved. Thank God for Christ. Fight for your families, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. I don't think he's talking about real estate, do you? <sighs> I love this. I stationed the people at the wall, at the exposed places. Listen to this. I started posting them by families. It's like, okay, Lise, you take that left section. It's just like the Lees. Lees would lead that whole section. <laughs> Posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. Wouldn't it be killer if your whole God can mobilize your whole family? You know, God, you think, oh, our family's so broken, God can't do it. Did you say, have you, you know what God has done in my own family? God can, there's nothing too big for God. Yeah, but you don't understand, we're all addicts. Listen, you're all addicts and losers. I get it. I know I'm insulting you, but it's true, right? Because I've been there, right? Thank God for the grace of God, right? And I know, there's those letters, Revelation, where there's some people, I don't need a thing, I'm fine. Yeah. You'll find no matter how much money you have, it won't do anything. Well, it will pay some bills. But then you'll find your misery in other places. The Bible says that God has given the, the wicked Wealth. But he doesn't give them the ability to enjoy it. It's a a proverb. It's like this one. You want to hear another one that will change your life? Cast a glance at riches and they are gone. Uh Uh-oh. How many needed to hear that? Just me? Uh, I guess I'm more humble than you guys. I'm totally kidding, right? Actually, I really am kidding this time. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plots, right, their plot, and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. This is a, this is a, and they were working at night and day. I want you to see this. Night and day they started working, and I'll show you the scripture here. Nehemiah starts proclaiming it. They start to see, wow, God's in this. I can't believe God's in this. They start to gain confidence. And then they start doing it. This is it. This is where I felt the Lord wanted me to condense this to keep it real simple. Say with me, say, proclaim it. This is what I think God's going to do. This is what God is saying. This is what He is. Prophesy to your kids, prophesy to your neighbors. Let the Lord speak through you. And then you got to do this. And this is where it goes. You got to prove it. You got to walk it out. You got to express it. Amen? Amen. How many are willing to take this step? Come on. You got to prove it. And listen, God can take his time. And if you read Hebrews 11, some people died and then it came true. I hate that chapter. (laughs) That I, you know, I keep thinking to myself, because people go, Is God going to do this? And I go, uh, I don't know. I'm t- talking about something in my life. I don't know. Because I could die and then it'll happen. They go, Remember that dead Eric guy? Yeah. Wow, what he said came true. I wish he could have been here to enjoy it. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. He's in heaven now. He's doing good. He's up there where Krispy Kreme doesn't have any calories. He had 75 of them this morning. (sighs) Then he's going to lie around for a million years and digest it. (laughs) Say it with me. Say proclaim. Proclaim. Then say prove it. it. Turn to someone and say "Prove prove it. Come on. You got a call in your lives? Prove it. There's a great scripture in chapter 3, I just want to remind you of it, but I think it's important in our little overview today. It says, next to him, 18 times in chapter 3 in Nehemiah, it says, this guy started working on the fence, him and his three daughters. And they started building this, on I mean, the wall. They started doing the wall. And it says next to him was, and then they named the next guy. And it says he was working on the floor all the way up to the dung gate. And then it says, and next to them were, and it goes all the way 18 times to Nehemiah chapter three. And they, I put down there men, women, sons, daughter, and adopted. There's a couple adopted tribes in there. So it's not just the elite Jews that were picked by God. But the Gibeonites were there. Joshua adopted the Gibeonites because they said, hey, we see that your God is real. Can we be on your side? And Joshua was like, come on, you know, in a nutshell. And then then I want to ask this question. Are you proving it? And if you are, who's next to you? Next to you is who? And who's next to them? And, and, and imagine if they would have built this wall where, you know, they're building this protective wall and they're building over here and this other guy is building 20 miles out this way it has nothing to do with your wall and everybody's building in a thousand different directions. How much protection is that going to be? How much like living stones knitted together is it going to look like? Rather than being in synchronicity where your family's on the same page, where your small group's going in the same direction. Where your friends and your teams and your businesses are connected to a common mission and vision and purpose. There's so many Lone Rangers out there. You are not called to be a Lone Ranger. Even Jesus the Christ had three super close to him and he had an intimate group of 12. Jesus the Christ... I mean, think of the power. We're called to be together. We're called to work together. Who can you count on? And can they count on you? And then understand, in 52 days, the gaps between those chunks, those wall pillars, little by little, those walls over a great distance around Jerusalem just started getting built, started getting cemented in little by little all the way till they got to half its height that it was supposed to be. And, but around the whole city... And the Bible says right there, it says they worked with all their heart, okay? And and this is so important, 52 days. This is tremendously fast because they were all working toward a common purpose. It was beyond what they wanted. They weren't weren't like the previous generation of Solomon where Solomon builds a temple of the Lord and then he devotes the rest of his life building a personal empire. And his kid is the reflection of it and it's a sad it's a sad story the officers posted themselves behind all the people of judah who were building the wall say building they weren't watching they weren't talking they were building they were building the wall those who carried materials did their work on one hand building and everyone say on the other hand say held a weapon okay so they're building you know, so they got the spackle on this side, laying out the concrete, putting the, the walls together. And on this hand, they got a weapon. They're ready to go. And sometimes that's the way it is. You're living purposeful. God's given you calling what it, and what you're supposed to be doing. But you're also trusting the Lord and you're spiritually astute. You're, you're listening to what the Lord is saying. You you're, 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 you're prepared. When you go out in the world, you're not dependent on the people. Oh, oh, help. Hey, I need positive feedback. No, you are already strong in the Lord when you walk out the door. You're able to give affection. You're able to give encouragement. You're able to listen. Because God has empowered you for it. Half with weapon. It says, in the other hand, it says, And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. Say it with me. Say, he worked. Say, he wore his sword. The, these are actions. These are prove it things. This isn't just talking about it. This isn't, Jesus says, hey, before you build, make sure you check out all the plans. You know exactly what you're getting into. Because I'm telling you, I've preached to some people for years and years and years, and they still don't do the simple things that the Lord's telling you. Like make God first in their time, make God first in their finances, and with their talent. The simple things, the basic things. And I'm telling you, they don't think it matters, obviously. They don't understand that those little things make the difference with everything. Do you understand that the living God looks down and sees your soul? He sees where your heart is. He, when, when I go, man, I'm making God first, whether it be church and my devotion or my service, even if it's a little bit of time. You know, people say, how much should I read the Bible? Even reading the one verse, you don't need to read 20 chapters like some other you know, theology student does. Read one verse, but make God first with that verse and read it and say, Lord, saturate it in my soul. And make God first with your finances, with your resources to say, God, you are the steward of my provision. So you don't have to be. And watch that the living God sees your heart and then he conducts everything based on that. Everything. And the root of it is Jesus Christ. The power of Jesus Christ that his forgiveness is absolutely clean. If you walk around in guilt, I'm not sure if I'm forgiven. I'm not sure about this. You're trusting yourself. It's pride. May the Lord strengthen you by your trust in him. Woo! I hope you heard me. I really do. Because if God shot me in the head with, you know, let, let me be shot in the head or something, I'd be glad about what I just said. Seriously, I'd be in heaven going, I did it. Because it's not about the stinking money. And it's not about the little thing that you help clean or do or serve. It's the heart that says, in this universe, in this lifetime, in this reality that I've been giving, my God is my God. And heaven sees and heaven knows. Ah, the Lord is good. Amen. Listen, here we go. So we continued the work with half the men holding spears from the first light of dawn till the stars came out all day. This isn't forever. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to pull all-nighters. Amen? You don't want to do it all the time. But there's times when you just got to go, hey, let's do it. We're going to get this thing done. What I love about it is all the people were devoted to the mission. At that time, I also said to the people, have every man and his helper stay inside Jerusalem at night so they can serve us as guards by night and as workers by day. Neither I nor my brothers nor my men nor the guards with me took off our clothes. Each had his weapon even when he went for water. This is, this is on guard. But man, I bet it stunk back there. Right? It stunk. But... but but sometimes the stench is okay because you're going, you know what, I'm devoted to the Lord. You know, Lee Kelly, Lee, are you here? Where's Lee? Uh, Lee Kelly, are you here? But, you know, Lee and I, when we were painting in here. I see Cheryl over here too. We were painting this place and how we were up here in the middle of the nights. You know, it's like Lee Kelly and I were painting this black and I told Lee, I go, man, just, I just want to look like a church. It's just something else. And we, you know, Ted Kennedy, the, the senator, his nephew, I led him to Christ and he worked on the Bellagio. Uh, he, he's the designer of all the inside, an incredible artist. He passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but we were working on this, on the church, and, and it was like three in the morning. Lee was up here spray painting it with the spray, and, and then I, I, fe- I was so tired. I was in the hallway. I fell asleep, and, and, and this is, you know, we we're just beginning church planning and getting going, and um, I remember I fell asleep, and all of a sudden Lee came in. He had his goggles on because he was painting, and he was totally covered black. And he goes like that, and he goes, Hey, Eric. And I go, What? And he goes, He goes, I finished, man. <laughs> and I go, Good. And he goes, God's great. You know what I mean? And I go, There is a man who will reap the consequences and the benefits of knowing his God. It's the little things, it's the warrior things. It's the thing that says I got a spear in one hand. I, got, I have my servanthood on the other hand. And I walk on. I'm, I'm a priest and I'm a king. You may, you may not see me as that. That's just Eric, the former stoner. There he is preaching. But trust me, I am a king in the Lord. And you know what? So are you. I am a priest and a king. And I serve the almighty God. Amen. This is where we need to be. And then there's... Remember I told you the next section and next to them. This is it, one of the ones in Nehemiah. This is, this is to me stands out. The next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa, another adopted tribe. But their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors. And I thought, some people think they got too much money to, to pick up the little things, Right? It's just like, you know, I boss people around, I don't do anything. It's like, God knows. You don't think there's going to be servants and slaves that are here, and not just now, but in other parts of the country right now, that are slavery in slavery, but that are serving the Lord anyway? That God doesn't know that they are kings and priests, even though their masters don't know? There's going to be a whole section here. You know, when Israel starts to take power, you know what's going to happen? They're going to start, some of them are going to try to enslave their own people because they made deals with Tobiah because he had good connections and now they have a way to make them slaves. And Nehemiah, God's going to stop the whole project and he's going to basically, God's going to say, you know what? We're not moving forward until you get rid of it all. You want to know the answer? Well, two weeks you'll find out. So come out. <laughs> I'm going to get something out of this. I hope you are, because I'm excited. I'm only showing part of it, my excitement. When all our enemies heard about this, they started hearing this. They started the walls going up. All the surrounding nations were afraid. Listen to this. The enemies of your soul who've been warring against you, they start to see the work of the Lord. God starts to build the, the temple walls within your heart and fortifying who you are, raising up your courage building up around discouragement so it no longer reigns in your life. And it says that these nations around us, these ones who ruled over us, our former masters for our bondage, things that we're enslaved to, it says they were afraid. They started losing their self-confidence. All of a sudden, it's not you who's gone, man, I'm lacking and doubting. And trust me, I've been there. I'm not just preaching this at you. I've been there where I've lost confidence. I've been there where I was afraid. And I've seen the Lord turn around in my life too. Where all of a sudden they're afraid. They lose the self-confidence. Why? Because this work that had been done. Okay? It's this work that had been done. It's not proclaim it. It's proclaim it and prove it. Do it. Demonstrate it. Show it. Show that it was God. And here it was. It was done with the help of God. The enemies feared it. They saw it, they heard it because it was done and they realized God was involved with this. You got to proclaim it, you got to prove it and I'm doing the third one right now is you got to pass it. You got to pass it to people. You got to make it move. This is where the power is. God's good, amen? Let's take our hearts and lift it up to God. I know that the Lord is not just going to give you this message with no direction. I don't have anything specific for all of you. You should do this. But everyone should have something where the Lord is going, no more playing around with this. You do it and you do it now. How many many have something in your mind? Please don't, don't let it be me. You think it's the Lord. Raise your hand if you think it's the Lord. Not just Eric's little speech. Honestly, raise your hand high. Say, I think the Lord spoke to me. Okay, keep, just keep your hand up just for a moment you can't be that tired please tell me you're not that out of shape <laughs> listen are you going to do it are you going to proclaim it when you leave here and are you going to prove it are you going to prove it are your kids, is your spouse is your parents, if your grandparents your, your generation keep your hands up, are they going to see it because you're going to walk it out you're going to walk it out just look at me, you're going to walk it out you're going to walk it out all the way. You're going to be like Nehemiah and see it done, not half the wall. He's going to see that whole wall. It's going to last all the way till Jesus Christ. Are you going to walk it out and prove it? And then are you going to pass it? Are you going to share it with your kids and inspire them to proclaim it and to prove it? Father, we lift up our hands, holy hands, in the name of Jesus, by the cross, by the blood of Jesus. Lord, we're weak mortals but filled with the living God made in your image and reestablished Lord you take our flaws and our pain and you re-govern it you reassign it for your glory and for your purposes thank you that nothing in my life whether good or bad is wasted because you're a redeeming restoring God the redeemer Jesus Christ the redeemer Redeem my soul. Redeem my life, my speech, my actions. Put me on a path. Take the crooked things and make them straight. Give me the vision. I don't want to be the fool that has his eyes on the ends of the earth. But, Lord, I want to see the light that's right by my feet, the path that opens up. And so, Lord, we commission our souls to you. And, Lord, help us not just to accomplish by ourselves, as if there is such a thing we want to accomplish together break us into groups and teams of families and partnerships and groups and as a church and as the city church together with the South Mountains and the other churches that there is one powerful church of the living God and we're not religious we just know the Lord we know His redemptive power and Lord, we surrender our soul to you. And there are some people I feel like the Lord is saying, there's some, you're looking at your sin right now and it just looks too big. The mountain looks too big. The Lord says, let me wash it clean. Let me remove it for you. Let me take it. Surrender it. Hand it to me. Take your pile, of the dung gate, your pile of crud. Just hand it to the Lord right now. And just say, Lord, will you clean up the dung? Would you clean up the bad stuff? Make me new. Or like King David says, create in me a clean heart, O God. And Lord, I speak to the darkness. Be gone in Jesus' name. Flee by the power of Jesus' name and by his blood. And Lord, let your power saturate us. There are some that have been heartbroken in relationships, and the Lord's saying, I know your heart, let me restore. I'll put that part of your life in order as you make me first. Don't put me second and put other idols in front of me. And I'll order that in your life. It's a, it's a promise from God. I'll order in your life. Surrender it to me. There's some with career too. You strive. You're striving and striving, but you haven't put God first in your finances. God is saying, don't rob me in these areas. Don't, will a man rob God if God first. And so, Lord, we surrender all that to you. We bless you. Bless the people. Lord, you love the people. That's why you're here. We're not here for buildings. We're not for organization. We're not here for projects. We're for the people. Bless them, Lord. Pour out life upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord.